first time ever. Hear you loud and clearly. Um, and it was going place. That stuff's great. But the game is not a roguelike. Boomer shooter. <laughs> Bang. Hello, this is John St. John, and you're listening to KWEP In The Keep, bringing you all the hits from the finest in the world of gaming and entertainment. Now sit back and relax as the drowned god Cathala lulls your mind with the tastiest talk in town. Welcome to another chapter of In The Keep podcast. I'm your very own prophet of the drowned god, the Motherlode. The Keep is a collective of gaming enthusiasts compelled by the drowned god Cathala to frag and jib one another into oblivion for all eternity. What's up, motherfuckers? It's your boy. Holy shit. Well, I overboard that drink. Hold on. Pour that back a little bit. It's gonna be a long podcast for me, so I better manage it uh, in a slow and healthy pace. There we go. Yeah, just right. Okay. So this is a uh, state of the keep address. Not your usually scheduled in the keep episode. I'm sure many of you have noticed that I, like, number the interview episodes, but I don't number anything that's not, like, an interview by In The Keep. So, I don't know how to undo that logic. I came up with that logic a long time ago, and it's just stuck, and it's just not going to change, because I would have to do so much work to go back and fix YouTube and everything. But I kind of like this. I like the fact that the, you know, the, the core show is the interview, and then... There's the other part, which is just the you know the featured episodes, like we did uh, Bridges with Bridgeburner number one. I've done uh, Hatreds uh, podcast a while back. Obviously, the first episode of Doom is Dead. You know, I really like the ability of the show to, you know, we could just use our feed to feature other things that I think that you guys will like. And if you don't like it, skip it. Right? We'll be back next week, no problem. But this episode is going to be it's going to start out depressing and then it's going to get a lot better. It's just me today. So buckle in, I hope you enjoy it. I'm going to feature some music today. That's not the depressing part by the way, but I I think it's prudent. I I really like to feature music in the show. We live in a weird uh, world about copyrighted music, but I I can assure you all of the music that we feature on in the keep as far as I know is totally cool it is donated to me by people who want their stuff to be you know like have stated openly i want my stuff to be on in the keep and that is amazing uh in fact a few people who have like often donated music to the show like igrak simon um an amazing amazing musician and also a morpher which, to be fair, I actually bought Amorpher's music. Like, I had to pay for it, and then he was like, yeah, you can use it. After... No, I'm just kidding. But the, the fact that they have allowed me to use so much, like a huge amount of their music on the show, uh, like, I treat them exactly like I treat Patreons. Like, they get early access to everything. I think that's fair. But 
point being, I'm going to feature some music today uh, peppered in in between topics, and I, I'm going to try to keep that format for future State of the Keep episodes, So, or at least future like me, just me talking episodes. I think that's a good format, and it's a fun way to just kind of promote my friends and the people that I really enjoy in the community. But there's the depressing part. Lately, I've got to be totally, completely honest with you guys. I have, uh, I don't want to say slipped back into depression. It's not what I'm feeling. It's more like, as many of you know, I, I work shift work. Uh, you know, I, my, my shift right now is 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. And there's just no getting out of it. <laughs> and so balancing that, you know, my, my professional life with my other professional life, which is in the keep, however unprofessional you may think it is, has been really tough. I've got a lot of pots on the stove right now. And I, you know, I get off work at eight o'clock in the morning, sit down at my desk. I'm usually home by, you know, eight thirty, and ready to rock, sit down at the computer wait for people to get online if I need somebody to do something or I'm editing a podcast or I'm, you know, reaching out to people who could potentially be featured guests. I'm working out something within the keep productions. Who knows what the fuck I'm doing, you know? And, and I sit there and then by that, you know, I'm woken back up. Like it, it, night, if you've never worked shift work, I'm sure a lot of you guys out there have, and please reach out to me, man. We need to start a support group. <laughs> That's actually how Smango and I, uh, from QuakeFans.net originally hooked up because his Discord for Quake fans had a shift work role, and it was just for people who were looking for Quake pickup games, uh, who were shift workers who would like be up in the middle of the night, like because it was so hard to find somebody with a good ping to play Quake Champions with. And God, that's so long ago. It feels like a lifetime ago. But anyway, for those of you who've worked shift work, it's like you get you go to work at and it's already dark, and you get off. And the fucking sun's out. And in my job, like, I'm inside for the vast majority of this. And I drive home in the bright-ass sunlight. Even if I wear sunglasses, it doesn't matter. The sunlight wakes you back up. We all know this. And so I'm wired. I'm I'm ready to rock. I'm ready to do some work. I'm ready to get to work on the next big thing for In the Keep. And I love that. Like, I really do. But, you know, then it's fucking noon and I'm like all right I gotta get to bed because I gotta be back at work in eight hours so I go lay down I try to relax I can I throw on some Star Trek (laughs) whatever and just I try to play some chess on my phone or whatever like just something to just relax my mind and I know the real answer is just turn everything off close the curtains and just go to bed but like my brain is so on it's been a struggle I'm, I'm not trying to bitch and whine and complain but I'm just telling you my mental state lately is declining because I am truly not getting enough sleep. I think in the past week, I had been getting around two to three hours of sleep a night, or I should say a day, and then I would wake up, go to work, <laughs> and then repeat, and then I'd get a weekend, like the way that my schedule works is like, you know, you work 12, so it's like every two to three days, depending on what week it is. You get your weekend. And then the first day of my weekend, I just go into a coma. And I wake up 15 hours later. And I've ruined my sleep schedule. And I my brain's in a fog. And I can't get anything done. And I cannot perpetuate that. I, I wrote a long message to everybody in the keep. So I say all this to say, 
I'm, I'm going to take a little bit of a sabbatical. I'm not going to stop producing the podcast. I'm not going to stop any of In the Keeps pro- projects. I'm going to continue to fulfill the duties that I have promised to you all, except for one thing. And I, I've set a precedent of being extremely available. Like you can message me, anybody, especially the In the Keeps staff. Uh, just, you know, I, I'm very, very available for the most part. And I love that. I, I really want to be. But I can't be right now. I need to shut off the social media. I need to not be on Twitter. You know, you'll still get your, you know, like the, the podcast will come out, but I'm not going to be like interacting on there so much just for a, a short time, just until I can figure out how to manage my damn sleep and kind of use my personal time to either A, be just more productive or B, to do the personal things I need to do to spend more time with Mrs. Motherlode, uh, to pet my cat, to play with my kitty cat, because God, I feel so guilty. I'll be here editing and then she'll walk into the room and she'll be like, meow. And I'm just like, shut up, kitty. I'm trying to edit bridge burners audio. Leave me alone. And it's just not fair. It's not fair. I need to be a family man a little bit more. So I'm going to take a little bit of time away from the social stuff. That doesn't mean I'm totally unavailable. It just means like if you message me, I'm probably not going to message you back for a little while. That said, (laughs) there are a few other contributing parts to me being kind of depressed lately. I think think, uh, the people who will listen to this particular podcast, like the people who are interested in my journey, what I have to say, not just the, you know, like, hey, somebody huge is on the show. like And that's cool. If you're, you're just checking in for those, you're probably not listening to this anyway. I'm not talking to you. If you are, welcome. But you, you guys know that I hold myself to a very, very high standard. And it's probably an unhealthily high standard. But I was looking forward to interviewing Bridgeburner for a very, very long time. And... I was also, in the meantime, like we, we've been experimenting with different ways to do remote recording. I've always used Discord. I would either record with OBS. I would use Craigbot, which up until very recently has been very dependable, but I just am totally done with Craigbot at this point. And I sit down to record this interview with Bridge. We're, we're in the new In The Keep Podcasts Discord, which is specifically for that. It's fully boosted to a good audio quality you know, patrons, supporters, people who have supported the show are invited. They can, you know, they can listen, but not necessarily interrupt or anything like that. Uh, ask questions in the in the chat. I've I've gone through all this trouble to like make the recording experience as good as humanly possible. And thirty minutes into the fucking episode, Craig bot crashes. And I had already decided, like, I I knew, all right, that's probably going to happen just based on my recent experience. So I was like, Bridge, please just be, like, recording in the background just in case anything goes wrong. I didn't have OBS up myself. And it's cool, but I get the, you know, Bridge is like, okay, here's the the recording. And I'm sorry to tell you this, but you have some really severe echo. And my voice was terrible. Luckily, he sounded great, but... It was so, for me, as a kind of a podcast, I'm not going to say I'm an audiophile, but I, I really, you know, take pride in what I do here. And it was so bad. And I did a miracle job, I think. <laughs> like, compared, if you'd heard the original, which you'll never hear, 
not as long as I'm alive, unless Bridgeburner releases it somewhere. It was so bad, and then I I was able to do some editing magic and, and make it listenable, but I still hate it. I am I'm very proud of the interview. I am deeply ashamed of the quality of the sound for that interview. It especially for someone like Bridgeburner who deserves like he's gonna bring in a lot of traffic, really. That's somebody who's like a guest on our show. He's donating time to us. We're not giving him an outlet. He's giving us an outlet. And to not give him the absolute best that I could, that's going to be many people's first impression of the show. And the fact that it wasn't its best, I know it's stupid, but it really, really bothered me. Um, I've I've let it go, you know. I'll let it go. But that... Uh, it, it took a little bit of a toll on me, I'll say that. And I got past that, and that's cool. And then... I had another episode, and I was going to interview M.K. Schmidt, uh, who is, we all, I think anybody who's a fan of the show knows, like I mention him all the time, one of my favorite guests, like somebody that, I, as a friend, I value, as a game designer, I value, like he's amazing, I just I have so much respect for this guy, I think he's me in a different life, I think he and I are like mirror universe, like in Star Trek, the same person, and we recorded a beautiful three-hour-long podcast. Like, it was just... We talked about games, his games, our ideas on games, philosophy, religion, mythology. Like, it's just all my favorite topics. You know, I couldn't possibly reiterate everything here, but it was it was three hours long, and I was so proud of it. And I had... Craig Bot obviously fucking crashed again. And so I had I had anticipated this, and I had a backup. I was like, I'm going to record on OBS, and we're not going to have any problems. And then I did the ultimate stupid thing. There's a setting in OBS where when you record, and it's the same audio file name, it will automatically replace that file. And... Uncle Had had to help me figure this out. I couldn't do it myself. I was just like, I was like, where the fuck did this file go? But I had accidentally, I pushed stop record and then I pushed record again by accident, you know, like double click kind of thing. Stopped it. So I'm looking at this video that was supposed to be a three hour long recording of me and MK having the best damn podcast maybe ever made. Maybe the best podcast ever recorded. And it's just the sound of my mouse clicking once and then off again one second of audio and uh yeah i'm so so sorry first of all to mk for wasting his time i, I mean i think we had a valuable conversation and I, I do just i just enjoy the fact that we had this awesome talk together but it was meant to be shared between he and I and all of you. And I, I'm just, I was devastated. Now I'm accepting it. With that said, for fans of the podcast, and this is important because it, it applies to our Patreon supporters. I have put out the statement that, you know, like 
you've seen it on Twitter and everything. All Patreon supporters get X Y Z, and that's like you know access to the the in the Keep podcast Discord, the ability to ask questions, and the ability to sit in on interviews. Um, if we're not using Discord, we're going to have to change the way that we do the sitting in on interviews. It'll probably be like a reservation kind of thing. I'm probably going to use something like Zencaster, uh, depending on whether or not I decide to like start paying for the premium plan and all that. Then we can start making space for people to sit in on interviews, but it will have to be some sort of reservation thing. I am absolutely not going to do it in a way that's like, the more money you give, the more opportunity. I, I don't believe in that. I will never, ever, ever let money be the sole reason why someone doesn't get to participate, right? Like, if, if you can only give five bucks a month, I, I don't fucking blame you. Uh, to be per- perfectly honest, I barely donate my money to fucking anything because I've got a wife to take care of. I've got, like, aspirations. I'm not all about, like, just supporting every little Patreon that comes out there. So for the people who actually do support us on Patreon, they I have a respect for them probably greater than most Patreon users like typically have for their patrons. I'm not going to like go and say like, Oh yeah, I'm better than anyone else. I'm not saying that. I'm just the amount that I value giving your money to something like this and seeing that people personally see that in, in our product means a lot to me. So I don't know what the fuck I'm getting at here, but the the point is, I'm going to figure out a way to still allow Patreon supporters to sit in on interviews over time, but for now, I'm not using Craigbot any fucking more. We're probably going to switch to a service like Zencaster and have track-by-track, you know, professional audio. It's going to be better. I'm not going to have any of this bullshit happen again. I've been trying to find the cheapest, easiest way to work out for everybody, and it's just, I'm not okay with losing three-hour-long episodes and having shitty audio in a huge interview. So, fuck all that. Not doing it anymore. For our patrons, please feel free to, you know, I know I said earlier, like, don't message me or whatever. Like, please, you know, go in the Discord, in the in the key podcast Discord. Let me know your thoughts. I will try to accommodate the best I can, but we can't, I can't personally live with putting out a subpar product. That's the end of that topic. That's the depressing part. We're going to play a little bit of music here. I'm going to gather myself, and then we'll come back with my next list of topics. So the first track that I'm going to play for you guys is actually created by none other than Capelli47, who is an alumni of the podcast. He is an amazing guy. He's working on some really cool uh, multiplayer Doom projects. This is from the soundtrack to Insanity Deathmatch. It is entitled Old Piano. He tells me it is influenced by Doom 2's Map 07, Map 09, and also a little bit of Andrew Holshill. I hope you enjoy it, and uh, we'll be back with the next topic.
thank you very much to Capelli for that. That's again from the Insanity Deathmatch MIDI soundtrack. It's uh, amazing what people can do with MIDI nowadays. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure he was telling me like it's not totally just MIDI. He's got some other software going on. But man, uh, as a member of the Doom community, to hear what people are coming out with, people like him, people like Jimmy, people like Eris, like I'm, I'm always super impressed and. I mean, that particularly was an epic track, so I just really wanted to feature it. He sent me a bunch of them, and I'll, I'll throw them in, in future episodes and everything, but thank you to Capelli for that. It was awesome. So, you may have noticed... <laughs> transition to next topic. You may have noticed that In The Keep has been uh, making some divisions. I mentioned this a little bit earlier with the, you know, the In The Keep podcast Discord specifically. Again, that is only available to supporters of the show so that's you know patreons people who have donated significantly regular contributors that kind of thing it's it's a it's a members only kind of thing and I, again i don't mean for that to be like a money wall or anything like that it, there's plenty of stuff you can do to be involved in it outside of just being a patreon supporter but that's one way uh, that that's going to be where i release early episodes you know where we're, we have been trying to do recordings and all that but We'll figure it out. Uh, that's how I'm going to be servicing our supporters. We also have a few other divisions uh, <laughs> that have gone on kind of in the background. I can't tell you about all of them yet, but obviously there's like In the Heat Productions has been taking on a lot. We've been doing some amazing stuff. Gelmo, I should say we. I haven't done shit. Gelmo, Nave, and uh, some some parts of it were also with Uncle Had and everything. They have taken on In the Keep Productions and done some amazing um, tournaments, streams. Uh, we've been working with Zen Sports, who is a sports betting app, uh, and a pretty cool little startup company. I'm, I'm very much enjoying working with them, but they've been putting on these awesome diabolical tournaments for North America and the European area and everything, and we've been handling the production for that, and it's been really cool, really uh, lucrative and fun, and that's that's going to be a whole different thing. We've moved that out of the main in the keep Discord, which I hope is a uh, good thing. You know, we're no longer ha- going to have you f- us in the main in, di- in the keep Discord streaming events that have nothing to do with what you guys are probably interested in, right? Like it, it's it's not going to be us in a in a private voice chat and you can't even interact with us or anything like that. It's just totally separate, clean. We're not going to have. Uh, people who are like shoutcasting for those events, joining the main Discord and cramping it up. It's just going to be strictly like the in the keep community there for the most part. So hopefully that works out. You'll also have no doubt noticed that we cleaned up the role system. There are still roles. You can still ping people for specific games, but we're no longer going to have these private channels for like the different games that people like to play in there uh, for a number of reasons. But mainly it's things like this. I want to be very clear because there seems to be confusion about it. We're not stopping our support of, you know, the Arena FPS community in any way. We're not trying to stop the the War Fork stuff. Obviously, we're still doing Fork Friday every night on in the Keep Twitch channel. You should check it out. We're still doing that. Still love Diabolical. Still love Quake. Still love multiplayer deal. All that stuff. It, it's all totally still within the realm of things that we love. The issue was that you would sign up for the role and you would be in this private channel that was only for that role and then we'd ping like, it's War Fork Friday, 
to that private channel, and the only people who are seeing it are people who already play things like Warfork or you know, like a, a Doom event or a Diabolical event or a Quake Live event or whatever it happens to be. And that's not a way to grow. It worked for a little while for us, like for our needs, but it's just it's not growing those communities. So we've simplified it now. It's single player. So if you want to post your Doom one single player playthrough or some shit like that, or talk about a cool new wad or you want to talk about a sweet ass uh single player game like ultra kill or some shit like that. that's all just one topic you know let's let's all be diverse here and talk about different things and then the multiplayer channel is if you want to talk about any kind of multiplayer gaming at all especially the ones that we are you know interested in here in this particular discord that's the place to do it no problems I hope it works. It seems to be working out just fine. I haven't had any real issues with it. It's just that I want to clarify. We still support all the same things. We're just trying to get people to be more open, be more inclusive, be uh, you know have some cross pollination of the different AFPS and single player FPS communities. That is it. Hope you figure out a way to make it work for you. And we're going to also continue to try to service that in our Discord. With that said, the other there's another in the Keep Discord, which you're not allowed to see, <laughs> that I can't talk about too much, but I just want to hint at it right now, because I'm hoping by the next time that I do one of these State of the Quake episodes, I'm making a big fucking announcement, right? And it's going to be like, whoa, holy shit, what is going on? And you guys are welcome to guess in the comments or whatever. I'm not going to say what it is here, but we're definitely about to drop a bombshell on you guys, like... This is what we've been working on. This is the the criminal the crim. This is what in the keep has been ordered to do by the drowned god Cathala. And I, I when I do let you guys see that, I'm gonna be way more excited than you are. But I can't wait to see how excited you guys are all gonna be for it. It's uh, I'm just I, I'm not allowed to say what it is. I'm just telling you it's gonna be amazing. That's it. Just hinting. Mm, yeah, hint. Sending you channeling vibes, psychic energy. If you have tele uh, telepathy or whatever, <laughs> then you'll know what the fuck I'm talking about. But otherwise, good luck guessing what it is. <sighs> Let's see. Okay, the last thing I wanted to do really was uh, talk about the the recent games and demos that I've been playing lately, and then my thoughts on them. So. I want to start off with the fact that I finally recently sat down and beat Ghost Runner. I in no way, shape, or form stopped playing Ghost Runner because I wasn't enjoying it. I was. I just got really busy and I just kind of like lost track of time and didn't get a chance to like sit down and finish it. But I, I finally got a couple of days recently where I could just sit down and like, all right, I got two days to play video games. First order of business, beat Ghost Runner. Finish Ghost Runner. I did. It is absolutely badass. I think I, in, in a release like th that size, I had exactly one bug the whole time. Very clean game. Like, very, very clean. If For those who aren't familiar with Ghost Runner, it's, uh, it was released, you know, it was published by 3D Realms in, in, in association with Slipgate and a bunch of other... There's a lot of people involved in Ghost Runner, but... 
we actually did a stream or like right after it was released with uh, Chris Holden, who had done some level design and everything. So you can go find that on our YouTube channel and check it out. But the point being, if you're not familiar with it, it's kind of like a first-person uh, dystopian future kind of cyberpunk-esque setting, but with gameplay that is similar to like Hotline Miami. You know, so where you you get shot once and you're dead, and the enemies are not super smart or anything. It's just a matter of kind of like platforming and figuring out the puzzle without being killed by these kind of, I won't say turret-esque enemies, but very predictable enemies. So it's it's a puzzle-solving game, ultimately. And I very much enjoyed it. I uh, I really, I want to say that I really enjoyed the fact that, spoiler alert, at the end of the game, you know, you have a few different boss fights in there that are varying levels of difficulty and everything, but at the end of the game you kind of run into this point where you're at the penultimate level and you're looking for the combat and it's not there. And you realize that all along, this is really just about the platforming. This is about being able to solve these very intricate platforming puzzles and the enemies are always just a part of that puzzle. Because I know that a lot of people's criticism of the game was like, the enemies are... You know, I've said it a couple times already. The enemies are stupid. Like The enemies are not... Yeah, acting like real people. Like, they're not real people. They're kind of like Lovely Planets, another really great example. They're just a part of the puzzle you have to do to get through the process of the game. The story, I mean, whatever. It's not anything to write home about. I don't think that's what's really important in gameplay anyway. It's kind of like John Carmack always said. Uh, it's like a porno. The story's expected to be there, but it doesn't really matter at the end of the day doesn't matter if it's plumber or pizza boy or, I mean, whatever you're into, man. I don't know. But overall, it was a very enjoyable experience. Uh, very, very well done game. And especially in proportion to the graphics level. Like, it looks like a AAA kind of title in many ways. And knowing that that was a production of kind of a small team that got picked up by a really great publisher is amazing. So big hats off to Ghost Runner. Make sure you go, if you haven't already played it and bought it and all that kind of shit, get it on Steam right now. Support everything 3D Realms does as far as I'm concerned. Great, great uh, game for a nominal fee, honestly. Then we have, uh, I played Project Warlock. Now, I have been aware for a very long time like uh i'm supposed to play project warlock like it's it's what it's one of those games that kind of predates the the official renaissance of you know the boomer shooter thing it it was like in that weird time where dusk hadn't just totally taken us to that next level of like everybody's all about boomer shooters now and yet it is incredible i really enjoyed project warlock i the whole time, every second of playing it was a absolute pleasure. I love the hub map system. I love the combat, and I, I love the way that weapons work. I, I, I can't say anything bad about Project Warlock except for one fucking thing. So there's like five episodes, each uh, very different settings. You have some that are like temples and, you know, Arctic level, and each one has kind of like different but similar enemies in them. And you upgrade your character as you move through, so you can kind of find different ways to make your character work for you. 
very much enjoyed all that. But in episode four, after I'd played through most of the game, I lost my save data, and I looked it up, and this is a known issue. And the only thing that I was told that would fix it is if you just, like, uninstall, reinstall, and it magically comes back. That did not happen for me. And since then, I have not had the will to just sit down and play back through the whole fucking game to finally see what the end of it is. So I have not seen the end of Project Warlock. I'm sure I will at some point. That bug uh, definitely fucking blows, and I hope they can figure out a way. I know it's been years, and maybe they don't care anymore, but I hope they find a way to patch that out. <laughs> and uh, maybe I won't have to feel that pain again. But I do still, hopefully you never see that bug, do still highly recommend that you check out Project Warlock, especially if you see it on sale. I think I got it for a couple bucks. Really cool project, and I hope to see more from those developers in the future. Another really cool demo that I got my hands on. I picked this one up because of the Dread XP Spooky Showcase, and which when I watched it, you know, I think I actually ended up watching the VOD on YouTube because I wasn't there for the live stream, but I messaged Ted, and I was like, dude, you just fucking killed my Steam wish list. Like, I don't know how to, <laughs> I don't know how to, like, handle myself. And not just Steam, but it was also, like, itch. A lot of games were just strictly itch games, and that's cool, whatever. But uh, Conscript really stuck out to me. And before I get into the details of it, I'm actually going to play a little bit more music here. This one's going to be by our dear, dear friend, Igrak Simon, who has uh, generously donated yet another of, I don't know, hundreds, maybe, tracks to us. And this one's really cool. I, I want to say up ahead that it kind of reminds me, I don't know if you guys have seen the movie The Social Network, but... It's very reminiscent of the soundtrack to that movie, which was created by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, two of my favorite composers. I mean, obviously, we all love Nine Inch Nails, but the the soundtracks that they do are very different from Nine Inch Nails and also really uh, amazing and compelling. And I, the highest praise I could give is, like, that sounds like the Social Network soundtrack because that's one of the best soundtracks ever made, regardless of how you feel about the movie, which is also good because it's directed by David Fincher. Any Hoosers. Here's Igrax Simon's track that he sent me. I don't think it has a real name yet. It's like NE underscore one CO six on my computer. Maybe he can clarify, but whatevs. I'll leave a link to his uh, Newgrounds page in the episode notes and you can check out more stuff by him. So enjoy. that abrupt ending the the pause in the middle of the song i don't mean to like 
in any way detract from his artistic integrity because I think it's a really good long pause. But I actually shortened it quite a bit because I didn't want you guys to think that like the podcast died out or anything in the middle of it. So the actual track itself has a much longer uh, kind of pause in there. But anyway, if you go find it on his Newgrounds page or whatever, you'll hear the full version in its intended area of silence. And then back to the like crazy drum beat and all that kind of shit. But thank you again to Igrex Salmon for always being really cool to the show with your music, man. Uh, greatly appreciated. Anyway, I was talking about Conscript. Conscript is a well. First of all, it's not a first-person shooter. Oh fuck, motherload! You're talking about non-first-person shooters on the show again. What's your, what's your problem? No, seriously. Uh, right up my alley. It is very, very much in the vein of Resident Evil One. Uh, or two, you know, the, the original Resident Evils. Uh, it's kind of a top-down look at your character, and you are set in the trenches of Verdun during World War One, and it is very unclear whether the enemies you're fighting are, like, undead or if they're just German soldiers or whatever, but it's very scary, super fucking scary. Uh, like, kind of very classic kind of thing. You can't shoot and move at the same time resource management you got a backpack and you kind of upgrade the backpack over time to get more space and everything fantastic demo i really can't wait to see more of conscript in the future i like the save system which is that you you actually pick up matches which you have to manage that you know they have like oh a book of five matches or whatever and then you have to like light a lamp that's how you save and you have to go to the particular lamps you know which are scattered across the map in different areas and you, you find different obstacles like, okay, well, we got to cut through this wire, but we need wire cutters. So you find half the wire cutter in one place, and then you have to put on a gas mask, which you have to like get rid of some of your items, go into a crazy area that's been gassed out, and find the other part of it or some shit like that. And then you come back out, you got to get rid of the gas mask so you have room to combine the two, and, and then you snip your way through it and you get killed by a monster. It's amazing. Really, really highly recommend if you haven't already to check them out. Wishlist them on Steam. Check out the demo, all that stuff. Man, Conscript looks absolutely interstellar excellent. Another thing to point out. I think I might be a couple days late on this, actually, but Viscera Fest demo is officially now on Steam. I think previously it was only made available to people who were part of their Discord, included me, and (laughs) it's really cool. I mean, I have my own personal thoughts on ViscerFest. Like, I, I feel... Uh, this is no secret, man. Osric, we've talked about it before. Like, the game has been through so many different iterations that, you know, when we finally get this demo, the we the character development has been very well fleshed out. The The art style has been very, very well fleshed out. But, like, it's it just, like feels like a bit of a shell of what it is eventually going to become, right? So the demo itself, I just feel like knowing what Osric's vision of what this game should be is not quite what it's going to be. But with that said, you should still definitely go get the demo, see what you personally think of it, because you could be like, this is perfect, I don't know what the fuck Motherload's talking about. And honestly, there's not a lot to talk about as far as negativity. It's solid, it's just, I know in my mind, what he hopes to make out of this thing. And I honestly I've messaged him this uh, when I found out the news that they'd been picked up with, they have a publisher now, 1C Entertainment. I believe that connection was made through Realms Deep. And now I know 
that they've got the means to his end. So that's going to be very, very interesting, and this is a game you're definitely going to want to follow. So Viscera Fest demo on Steam. Check it out. Really, really cool game. Next, Nightmare Reaper Episode 2 has been out for quite a long time, and I have just... for I We all know how much I love Bruno. He's been on the show at least twice, I think. It is an outstanding game. But I just did not have the fucking... I don't know why I forgot or... like. I, there's no excuse. I just didn't get around to episode 2 of Nightmare Reaper until like a couple of days ago. Finally got around to checking it out. Amazing update. Um, first of all, now you have the ability to... The, the chainsaw zipline thing where you can kind of like grappling hook your way around the level is pretty much always available to you with the C button now without even having to have a chainsaw. I don't know how they're going to balance like why even have it on the chainsaw now. It's kind of weird because it was the alt fire there and it still is. I don't know. I don't think it, I don't guess it really matters. The point being uh, the new the new levels, it's cityscaped. It's got a, a bunch of awesome new weapons. Yeah, you get rewards for like, "Oh, you picked up a three-level weapon." Uh continuing on with the the platformers and especially the most interesting part of the game to me other than the actual gameplay itself is exploring the hub map uh just without spoiling anything right off the bat there's a fucking there, there appears to be someone else in the asylum with you uh who appears to be some sort of shadow figure who's running around really fucking fast faster than you can really see i don't know how to tell you anything else about it without spoiling anything so just Enjoy the mystery. Definitely make sure you're checking out everything to do with Nightmare Reaper. If you haven't already bought it, buy it at full price, man. Just support Bruno all the fucking way because he is an absolute gem and a beautiful human being. And the game is incredible. Definitely do that. Another one, uh, a weird one, not not a first-person shooter that I've been very much enjoying. As I know I'm like 10 years too late on this or whatever, but I've been playing a little bit of Star Trek Online. Uh, we all know, I think, here by this point that I'm a huge Trekkie. Uh, I was looking at, like, well, what kind of Star Trek games are there out there? I uh, picked up Star Trek Online. I've never, ever, ever touched an MMO before this. So if you have deep thoughts on MMOs, don't even bother because I don't have any. Uh, it didn't plague me with any sort of transaction crap. You know, like, it, there obviously there are in-game transactions and everything because it's a free-to-play game, but... Nothing that was causing me to not enjoy my experience. I think most of it was just like cosmetic crap or just like, you know, if you want to have this, the ability to go back and change something or stuff I don't care about. Just enjoy the story. I like it. I like the very simple combat. Like it's not challenging. That's the thing is it's not a challenging game. It's just a fun game if you're like enjoy being in the Star Trek universe, which I do. And obviously you get to make your own character so i'm like this dope ass starship captain called uh, the motherload and i've got like sweet ass hair and i actually set my character because you can set your character in any of the you know available star trek universes that there are so like or i shouldn't say universes timelines that there are so i mean you can be tng you could be deep space 9 kind of era you can be i want to say voyager and discovery era i personally chose to go with tos because I'm the original series kind of guy, and I just really love the sound design of the game. I'm sure they just straight up pulled it right out of the show, but, you know, when you're walking around the Enterprise, well, it's not the Enterprise, but, you know, a starship, 
and it's got all those like weird quirky little buzzing sounds it's it's a really nice experience and it's still a totally like viable game online people play the fuck out of it apparently i don't know i don't really know how mmos work to be honest with you i just i'm just here to tell you star trek online free to play i am enjoying it uh if you happen to see me playing it sometime and I'm out of this kind of funk where I don't want to be bothered so much, well, let's play sometime. I, I would very much enjoy that if you're a Trekkie. Uh, I'm always down to talk about Star Trek, by the way. If you guys want to deep dive into some real serious Star Trek talk, you want to argue about what rank <laughs> um, Chief, Chief O'Brien is or you know some crazy shit like that, I, I'm happy to have that conversation with you. Just saying. That is always a happy topic for me. Next, big one, Vomitorium Demo. Scumhead, who is my the love of my life, potentially, he proved me wrong. You know, I've been telling him forever, like, you need to be charging for games, man. You got to stop fucking giving Shrine away for free, idiot. Stop it. He was right. He gave all those games away for free, built a huge-ass audience, people who already really loved his shit, dropped the Kickstarter, for Vomitorium, I think he asked for six grand as a total budget for this game, which is very, a very ambitious game in the GZ dimension, especially. And knowing that you know he's basically a one-man team, other than like reaching out to Mango and people like that who are programming and stuff and music, he's got to outsource. But I mean, dude, this kid is killing it, Vomitorium. If you're not familiar with kind of the premise of the project, it's a, it's based on the artwork of Bekshinsky, uh, who is Scumhead's favorite artist. He is, uh, to give you a brief description, kind of the Russian H.R. Giger in a sense. He does, you know, this kind of arid, scary-looking, very unsettling landscape work, and then add that to... Scumhead's body horror sprite work, which is... He posted this one the other day, dude, and I couldn't stop staring at it. It's like this... This demon monster who's like an archer, and then his wiener is like another monster with like two little arms that it's walking on, and its its face is like a little fucking uncircumcised wiener that's like... Just like sucking at you, the whole, it's like the weirdest looking fucking monster I've ever seen. Like, if you're if you're not into grossness, I mean, the game is called Vomitorium right off the bat. So like, there's going to be some weird stuff that this this guy's a, I'll say he's a genius, but he's a mad genius for sure. There's some weird stuff going on in this game, but uh, the gameplay is incredible. If you if you followed his projects up to now, like if you played Lycanthorn and especially Lycanthorn Two, where you had this open map that you can kind of revisit areas it's a it's a we'll say it's kind of a castlevania style metroidvania style thing where you you know you get an upgrade or you find a new character who has a different ability and then you can traverse a new area so in vomitorium you're the same character the whole time as far as i know but you gain abilities throughout that allow you to traverse new areas and find new parts of the maps and then uh, i gotta say the the programming is already more impressive it's still not like the boss fight at the very end of the demo is nothing to like oh my god greatest boss fight ever i'm not gonna say that but it's definitely better than anything we saw in lycanthorn as far as i can tell just very cool man uh the weapons are solid the enemies are solid 
platforming is out of this world, especially once you get a few upgrades, like where you can, you know, do the thrust jumps and everything, double jumping. Very, very, very cool. Uh, definitely recommend it. I mean, I think you can get the demo for free on itch right now. Um, support scumhead and everything he does. He's amazing. Then we got to talk about the recent wrath release. So wrath, Aeon of Ruin by 3D Realms, by my good buddy Killpixel, Jeremiah Fox, alumni of In the Keep podcast, alumni of QuakeCast. He is amazing. That whole team's amazing. They just put out a new level for Wrath, also some quality of life improvements, just general updates, difficulty balancing, blah, 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 blah. The main thing I want to talk about is the new map, which is called The Hollow. And if you're familiar with Wrath, it is the in the hub map, you go to the tree and previous there was just a hollow tree and now the hollow tree leads you to the hollow and lo and behold when you get to the hollow it kind of just looks like um, I don't remember the name of the damn planet but from Return of the Jedi with the Ewoks like it's kind of like that where there's just you know these trees and you can kind of platform them across the trees and rocks and shit like that it's kind of like that sort of setting I, I I can't say it's the best map yet in Wrath because it's Ooh, it's it's definitely hard to top the Priory, which was the previous new map release. As far as I can tell, looking on Steam, the, the release date, the official release date of the single-player version of Wrath is still February 25th. I don't know for sure. To ask Jeremiah or Fred or somebody over at 1C Entertainment, 3D Realms, I don't know. I don't know. They're probably not going to tell me, but... If it's changed, if it hasn't changed, but yeah, it's still 25th. But anyway, definitely get Wrath now while it's cheaper. It's fucking awesome, and the the new level is definitely really fun, man. I I, I really like the the platforming across the tree part of it because you fall down. There's these elevators that you kind of like have to figure out how to use. Otherwise, you'll just be an idiot like me who continually goes back around the entire loop that you didn't have to do again to get back to where you were going. But yeah, solid. Uh, I think the new enemies, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think the new enemies are the fish monsters. Uh, they're really easy, man. I don't know. I killed the fuck out of those guys really quickly. So that wasn't, I mean, they're definitely a threat in the water now as opposed to before when there was just like, hey, I'm swimming. Cool. It's no big deal. So to have something in there that can threaten you at all is definitely a big change. It just like they're they're not that bad. You just kill them. But still definitely in Wrath, the hardest enemies are those Damn screaming ladies that just rush right at you. I don't know if they're ladies, but they sound. I guess they're kind of feminine. They just sprint right at you. They're still the most annoying thing. You got to be able to like 360 no scope those with the shotgun, and they're coming at you two at a time, three at a time. Who knows? Definitely though, still yeah, highly recommend Wrath. I'm still very much enjoying it. Have no issues. Now, the the big bada boom in the room right now is the uh, finally Hrot. H-R-O-T is how you spell it. If Doosum told me correctly, and I mean, I, I Google translated it uh, on Twitter. I posted it to David Szymanski. A few people were arguing about what does Harat even mean. Doosum, who is from Czech Republic, Czechia, whatever you call it these days, says it means spike, and that adds up with the symbol, which is a spike. Anyway, doesn't matter. Hrot is amazing. Literally amazing. 
the, the general consensus, people are always saying like, oh, it's it's Slav Doom or, or Slav, sorry, Slav Dusk or Slav Quake. Uh, I think it's more than that. It's definitely very much like Dusk in a lot of ways. It still it has a very particular charm that Dusk had. The the way that some of the enemies, especially the the gas mask horse, is kind of the one that really stands out. The way they move and everything, animation, art style, can be very easily compared to Dusk, but it has its own thing going on. It's it's very brown. I'm colorblind, so that doesn't really matter that much to me, but it is very brown. I think that is an artistic choice on purpose, and I think it's an excellent choice. The whole point of the game is that it takes place in the Soviet Union or in a, in a country adjacent to the Soviet Union during the 80s which is when it would have been conquered by that particular regime anyway. And, you know, there's all this Stalin-esque crap going on. Your main, you know, your first weapon that you have is a sickle. I guess that's probably another reason why it's compared to Dusk. But the sickle itself seems to come from the hammer and sickle. And if you actually... Fun fact, I didn't realize this until Mr. Bungholio in the Discord uh, told me as he was watching me play through. It's like, if you, like stop moving right and you know remember sonic the hedgehog you have the what do you call these things i don't know like a idle state i think that's the word i'm looking for it doesn't matter but you you know eventually do something so sonic the hedgehog the comparison i'm making is if you stand stand around long enough with sonic he just sits down and starts snoozing on you uh in this game you have the scythe out you stand there long enough and you break out the hammer, so it's you know the old communist Russia symbol. Like that, that's the that's the deal here. I think that's where it's supposed to come from, uh, top to bottom. Every single level of the demo is bad fucking ass. It's very very good. Uh, I don't know what the motorcycle is necessarily for, other than it's cool to ride around. I mean, you guess you could run over enemies with it, but it's not exactly always practical. Uh, the enemies are bonkers. I. I believe in map two, a cosmonaut just randomly falls out of the sky. Super weird. And I have a theory that, other than the horse, let's just say this. All the enemies of the game appear to be, to me, lab animals who've been experimented on in some kind, some way. And the premise of the game is that, like, you know, this, I, I'm assuming this is some sort of, like, post Chernobyl kind of incident scenario thing. Where like there's been some kind of crazy experiment or a nuclear blowout or something like that that has you know caused a bunch of shit. But like all the enemies, the humanoid enemies themselves, right? They're in you know full, their their bodies are covered up in like some kind of armor, gas mask, mop gear kind of thing, uh, including the horse monster, which is wearing a gas mask. The rats are the only ones who don't wear anything, but they're rats, so who gives a fuck? But probably lab rats, huh? Huh? Potentially, yes, I think so. And then you do end up fighting a giant gorilla who dual wields guns on you. So I'm thinking these are all like lab monkeys that have been, you know, blasted into space or infected with some crazy shit or whatever, and they're doing the bidding of the enemies. This game, I'm serious, man. I, I can't put it into words. It is, it is amazing. It is a true hallmark. And I'm, talking, I'm just talking about a demo. I mean, who knows what it's going to end up like later. A true hallmark to the boomer shooter community. It is the retro FPS of the moment right now, as far as I'm concerned. And I 
would love nothing more than to have, I believe it goes by the name Coddle Out. I've also seen, uh, I can't pronounce the, the spike in of it there. I, I'm sorry, I don't speak any Slavic language of any kind, so I don't know how to pronounce that. But I've, I've reached out a few times. I've seen him in the Realms Deep Discord. He doesn't speak much, doesn't really say anything on Twitter other than just like, here's my game, which is cool. Just saying I would really like to interview this person. <laughs> And see what they're all about because yeah, this game is very impressive. And that's all I have, man. That's all I've played lately. <laughs> I haven't had too much time for video games. That's actually a pretty good little list. I'm I'm surprised that I've played that much since the last time I got to kind of update you. I mean, other than the stuff that we actually feature on the show, this is what I've played lately uh, in my free time. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed that. Or at least got something out of it. I hope you check out a few of those games. We are uh, we're at the end of the road now, so I'm just going to do a few shout-outs and we're going to get the fuck out of here. First big shout-out I want to say, definitely if you haven't already, get in on E1M1 Magazine, the, the second season of magazines. That I guess this is episode, what, four through six, four, five, six coming out. They're also offering a, like an extra sort of issue for people who subscribe to a certain tier on their Kickstarter. I kickstarted it um, both times. I think they're really great. I, I definitely enjoyed having Jake Parr on the podcast a while back, and I believe after this, since MK's episode got lost, which we, me and MK will be recording another episode shortly, which is the devastation of losing that one. We're probably going to need some time to kind of like digest it and figure out what we're going to talk about. But going to have Zach Murphy also from E1M1 on here very, very soon, if not the very next episode you hear. Um, very much looking forward to that. But... If you if you love retro FPS, there's a magazine literally for you. And I mean, not you, if you're thinking like, oh, I gotta go to the store and buy a magazine. What the fuck? It's 2021. No, yeah, it's digital. You can just buy it right off their website if you don't kickstart it and get it that way. Lots of ways to do it. Um, I have a physical copy of their first magazine just for you know a keepsake. I think it's really cool. I haven't opened it. I don't want to like. I don't want to open it and compromise it in any way, but it's the one with Dusk on the cover. But yeah, definitely recommend E1M1 Magazine. Show those guys some love for me. Doombringer. We've had Christus on the show before. Christus will be back on the show, I think, again pretty soon to talk about Doombringer, but I believe that very soon you're going to see some new Doombringer content, which might or might not be the full release of the game. Bada bing, bada boom. Check it out. Doombringer, awesome. Love the multiplayer. Love the single player. I, I love Christus. He's an amazing person. Uh, the enemy sounds like the enemy language and all that was, if you remember from the Matt Tropiano episode, we've had so many people on the show who were involved in Doombringer. Who was it? Christus, obviously, he's, it's his game. Matt Tropiano, who was doing the uh, the enemy language and some other stuff for the game. And Scarecrow. Scarecrow, uh, I think we had him on to talk about Graven, but he's also done a lot of the design for Doombringer. So this is a project that's got a lot of big names on it. It's a super indie project nonetheless, but just a passion project and an amazing one. So if you haven't already wishlisted it on Steam, I recommend you do it the fuck now because soon you're going to get an update probably. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, say no more. Also want to point you guys to my friend Alec Pixie, uh, who is recently... Was it Christmas time? Been on the show? Alec, um, who obviously works for 3D Realms, is also an amazing artist. Alec has recently put out a call like, hey, I am officially taking art commissions again. 
This is a rare time, okay? Limited time offer because shit. I mean, Alex gets booked up pretty quick. People are like, ah, yeah, and there's only so much that you can do in a short period of time as far as making amazing artwork. But if you're looking for portrait kind of stuff, like these cartoony portraits, you see people um, who will get these done to be their Twitter profiles or their, you know, their avatar on uh, whatever social media you use. It doesn't matter. Like, I think that'd be a great way to utilize this. It's a very nominal. Like, you get like I think sketches are 15 bucks. A nice colored one would be 25. Hit up Alex on I believe we're going with the coffee page. I'm just going to post the coffee page and then we can also probably do the art station or whatever, but fun at Alec, A L E K P I X I on Twitter and then find the links that you need. And I'll also post them here for you to find, but good opportunity right now. Get in it while it's hot. It's going to be epic. I might actually get some done myself. I don't know because I really love the the pumpkin one that Brondo made for me, that avatar that I use everywhere, but maybe it's time for a nice portrait. We'll see. I might put my money where my mouth is, but I really do love the pumpkin. Let me know what you think. Actually, I would like to hear some comments about that. Do I stick with the current avatar or do I get Alec to make me a new avatar? And we'll see what the fans think and then we'll make a decision from there. Last thing is I want to talk about, uh, if you guys were kind enough to go back and listen to the Bachelor Party 2020 episode of In the Keep, that was when I went to my best friend's wedding. I was the minister for it, and I, I mentioned that uh, our, our other best friend, Dylan's dad, uh, Kenny, who was a huge part of my life, it still is, but he's going through a really tough time. Uh, he's kind of found himself not in good living situation. Uh, we started to GoFundMe, the, ch the children, which doesn't really... I didn't start it. I just participated in it. But the people who love him started this GoFundMe to basically get him off the streets and uh, help him get into a, a decent living situation. And that Kickstarter is... Sorry. GoFundMe is still open. <laughs> I will post a link to that GoFundMe page here. If you have a few extra bucks to spare uh, and nothing better to spend it on... It, Consider giving a little bit to Kenny. He's a really great man, and he did a lot for me and my friends uh, growing up. He doesn't deserve to be in the situation he's in. It's just a, a matter of circumstance, and I hope that we can get him off the streets, hopefully get him into a, a halfway decent living situation, and uh, ho help him get back to where he deserves to be in life, not where he is right now. So I'll leave you with that. I'll have the link in the episode notes. I'm going to play you out with our very last track of the day. This one is very special. This is created by Uncle Had of In The Keep as an experiment. We were talking about M.K. Schmidt, who I mentioned earlier, obviously. He has this amazing software. It's on Steam right, right now. It's called Anomalies, and it allows you to create uh, visuals and music, and we're, we're talking about music here anyway, with a, essentially kind of a random generator and it you can tweak it and make it your own and everything the the soundtracks to both of his uh recent releases which were star explorers and paradox vector are actually created using this software and i told uncle head i'm like i'm pretty sure man we could use this to make some really really cool music uh you know and just for anything for a, if you're working on a game project and you don't have a big budget for music but you just want some like nice ominous tones um uh, to kind of go in there and and you can play around with it. You can even go back and edit it and everything, which is what Uncle Had did with this that you'll see in a second. But 
I was like, you could you could make quake map music, you know, anything that you just need like some nice background music for, but you don't have the budget to go hire someone to do it. You could probably get some really good quality stuff out of this software and not lo and behold, 24 hours later, Uncle Had comes back with this banger of a track, which he is using for a Quake 1 map that he is currently working on. So I'm going to play it. This will be the end of it. Till next time, stay in the keep. I love you.